Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. So I, I loved having conversations with these women who now felt inspired that they could do something they loved or saw could better the world. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, well women. So good to be here with you. And if you are like many well women out in the community, uh, having higher levels of anxiety or uh, just stress or overwhelm, I totally get it. And uh, there are a lot of tools here in this community that can support you. I really want to encourage you to head over to wellwomanlife.com slash quiz and just take the quiz so you can get into our system of resources and support so that you can really improve your experience of your life right now. Uh, Regardless of what's going on around us, we actually can uh, improve our own experience. So on the Well Woman Show this month, I'm interviewing Trish Lopez, founder of Teen Years, where tech-savvy teens and young adults help senior citizens learn technology through one-on-one personalized coaching. Such an awesome idea. I love it. Uh, Trish has been working professionally with everyone from Hollywood executives to political leaders throughout her career. And after 13 years in the film industry, she returned to Albuquerque, New Mexico as a new mom in 2015 and was inspired to create teen years after seeing her own mom struggle to adapt to the digital world. Does that sound familiar to any of you? Uh, Trish is a graduate of the University of New Mexico and supports a number of social causes, but her primary interest is in bringing people together from different worlds to create change in our communities. Today, we're going to talk about why women tend to start more socially conscious businesses and why it's important to show women and young adults that you can change your situation and improve your life. I'm speaking with Trish Lopez. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's so good to have you. So Trish, as we heard in the introduction, you are a mom and you are the founder of Teen Years. Can you tell listeners who are you in the world today? Absolutely. My name is Trish Lopez. My name is Patricia Lopez. And I was born and raised in Berlin, New Mexico. I moved away from New Mexico uh, my last year of college to Los Angeles, working in the film industry for a long time. Moved back to New Mexico, uh, worked in, in film and legislative affairs, and then left and traveled for a while, had my little girl. So the first thing I consider myself to be is a mom. I have a seven and a half year old daughter. Um, and she's the most lovely human being on the planet. And uh, after moving back to New Mexico, I hadn't lived in Albuquerque in, you know, I think 13 years. So this, this would be about almost seven years ago that I moved back. I remember thinking, I, I love the film industry and, and the jobs that I've had in it, but I wanted to do something more meaningful to the community, to like to my immediate community. And, and consider different things. Like I, I looked into different programs, considered possibly running for office. I considered a uh, nonprofit, all kinds of stuff. I just really wanted to have an impact. Having grown up in New Mexico, I know how rough it can be in so many areas and for so many kids. And I knew Kaya wouldn't necessarily grow up with that because she had financially stable parents and, and my dad died when I was young. So we called kind of raise ourselves, um, all five of us, you know, with my mom working at Walmart all the time. 
and I wanted to to do something more meaningful. Anyway, I ended up starting to build teeners, which is tech-savvy teens and young adults who help older adults learn technology through one-on-one personalized coaching. So whether it's a smartphone, a computer, or software, our goal is to empower older adults to connect with their loved ones, engage with their community and the world through technology while providing paid, meaningful jobs for youth. Yeah. That's so cool. So it, it's an area that is obviously was was really needed when you started it, uh, what, five yeah. years ago. And, and now it seems like it, it would be really relevant. So have you found that you're even busier now that people can't see each other in person and they're doing a lot more on technology? Yes, we sure are, Giovanna. And, and it's been, you know, with all the pain and suffering that's going on in the world right now, tenures and this work that I've really put all my heart into uh, has been thriving. And it's for that reason, as you said, now it's, now it's necessary to adapt to our digital world. It was becoming that way, but now it's absolutely necessary because for so many older people, they can't connect with anyone right now unless they get online. So, um, so immediately when COVID hit, um, first of all, I have to say, I just, you know, obviously I didn't, wasn't happy with all the dread and bad things happening in the world as a result of it. But in my personal life, it really affected me in a, in a good way because I was overwhelmed with a lot of things. Um, my daughter was, you know, just going to school every day, homework, all this stuff. It was just nice to have to see the world slow down and to have meetings cancel and all that. Anyway, so I mentioned that because I also immediately knew that I would have to pivot us from our usual in-person coaching, which took place in our office, in the homes of seniors and in like community centers and senior centers to 100% virtual coaching. And so if people don't know technology, how am I going to show them technology, you know, it was just, I was really concerned. So I started looking and talking to video platforms, immediately commuted, communicated to our team, here's what's going on, here's what I see us needing to do, are you all on board with this? Because they would have to be coaching people through a screen or through a phone for people who couldn't get on the screen. And so I started promoting that, we just free sessions everywhere so that we could practice and yes, now we've seen like a 600% increase in client calls from the same period last year. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised if you're older, if you're an older adult, I guess, and you need help with technology, that that's what, that's the service you provide, right? Right. And thank you for saying that actually, Giovanna, because I always, you know, in giving my usual spiel, I see, I say sort of teens helping seniors, but really it's teens and young adults. You know, we have coaches for a couple of coaches who are almost 30 years old because we need that advanced skill set for some home sessions. Mm-hmm. And we also help people as young as 45. You know, someone wants to learn their new camera, someone needs help uh, wiping their computer, whatever it might be. So, it, I mean, all of us are adapting to the digital age because it changes it changes more and more every day. So we will help anyone. So Trish, tell me, how do you think this work that you're doing impacts women's lives? That's a good question. It certainly, I would say it affects all lives. Well, it affected mine. I, you know, I, I didn't grow up knowing any business owners. I didn't grow up knowing any entrepreneurs, anyone who had started anything from the ground up like this. And so when you're growing up, the way I grew up, you don't even think of that as a possibility. Like that's for people out there. 
And so one thing I've noticed is that women tend to start more socially conscious businesses and nonprofits and, and ventures in general. And when I've spoken at events, like I spoke at Startup Weekend Women, and women were coming up to me afterwards, you know, just telling my story. And they were saying, like, I can't tell you how much your story inspired me because I've always wanted to blank. And whatever their business idea was or their nonprofit or their just their idea, like even if it was make greeting cards for friends and stuff, they, they didn't feel like they could. They didn't feel the confidence. I certainly didn't feel the confidence, even though I was doing it. <laughs> I didn't know if it would work. Um, I knew that I had I lots of ideas about how we could sort of better our community and better our world. But I always thought like, well, yeah, everybody's got ideas. And, and really you start to see as you do these things that the difference is those who keep working on it, you know, kind of be persistent and, and just executing that. So I, I loved having the conversations with these women who now felt inspired that they could do something they loved or saw could better the world too. Yeah. So you, you talked about having grown up in Belen and having uh, a, a life that wasn't necessarily supporting you to go out in the world and do all these things. So what do you think made the difference for you? How did you overcome whatever challenges you had as a child and actually grow up to, to like do all of these? Because it's not just teen years. It's like all the film stuff in LA and then the, the legislative work with the governor's office. So like clearly you, you started believing in yourself somewhere along the line. Like how did that happen? I think that from a young age, I always knew how to use my voice. And I think that's not because I'm like, I knew how to use my voice. I was always confident. It wasn't that. It was that I, I tend to process things out loud. Like some people internalize things that happen to them. I tend to say things out loud and, and that's kind of how I work through them, especially the hard stuff. So, well, really all things. So anyway, so, so growing up, I think I voiced things that I saw and you know, I remember just, you know, we didn't have much money. And I remember writing a list one day of when I get older, I'm going to buy us a microwave. I'm going to buy things for our family that we don't have that I see other people having. Whereas people like the girls I knew in my circle were like, this is what my wedding is going to look like. And, and I love this dress. And this is what I like, I just wasn't interested in that kind of stuff the same way as sort of bettering my situation and bettering my family's situation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I remember once, because I was saying, I think I said something like, I don't really know what my skill is, a producer that I knew in LA, and he said, some of us have a skill of of being able to see and seize opportunities when they come up. Like, not everyone sees that this is your chance, or this is a chance you're going to get that probably isn't going to come again, or, you know, just sort of having this energy and this foresight. And he was saying how he felt like that was his skill. And I remember that resonating with me because I related a lot to that. You know, I don't, I think I've, I've been given or seen or come across opportunities that not necessarily everyone has. And I don't know, I don't know if that's because I see them and I'm like, I want to do that. But I do know that I tend to speak up sometimes when I see other people not speaking up and ask questions where other people would feel like they will sound stupid if they ask that question. I I just try to go vulnerable like that and have uncomfortable conversations. And it usually leads to my own growth. Yeah, I love it. So you you went through this and you you've built this company now and it's a nonprofit and a for-profit. What's next for you? Like how are you seeing this as as your life's work or you know what where are you going next with this? I pitched the idea that became teen years at a, the first New Mexico 
women's startup weekend, not coming to that event, planning to pitch anything. I came for a different reason and then was inspired seeing people pitch these different ideas. I did not know that it would resonate with people the way it resonated with me. So it's so beautiful to see the impact we've had. You know, I always say the main service we provide is not tech support. It is human connection. And the level to which we recognize that and stay true to that is the level to which we will continue to succeed. And so, yes, it's it's definitely, I consider it a part of my life's work now. I think my goal is just to see it always exist. Like I would love to see it sustain itself and continue paying people a fair wage, you know, maybe everybody but me, because <laughs> I pay myself last. But I would love to see it continue to succeed and and grow and, and maintain the quality and the personal connection that it does. And then because I care so much about a, a lot of things like social causes, social justice issues, I tend to support those things in my free time. I don't have much free time. I'm working on something right now that I hope will help improve our family court system in New Mexico. And I can tell you about that another time. Well, that sounds like you have a lot of vision and commitment. I I am interested in why you pay yourself last, though. I think it's that fear of like, in the beginning, I'm like, I don't even know if this thing will exist. I don't even know if anyone will pay for this. But now I know what it takes to rent an office and have legal fees and have insurance. And we certainly can't continue doing it for free. So then I'll pay the teeniers, like I've always paid them. And then I'll take whatever's left over. I probably have something to do with growing up with very little money and having a, a poverty scarcity mentality. And that's something I have recognized over the last couple of years that I'm trying to work on. Well, you're in the right place on the Well Woman Show, that's for sure. And I'm speaking with Trish Lopez on the Well Woman Show, founder of Teen Years, where tech-savvy young adults help seniors learn technology through one-on-one personalized coaching. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. I'm Giovanna Rossi. We'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in the Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six-week course based on feminism, mindfulness, and the Well Woman Life Framework. It includes weekly groups, coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong, this is hard work. But with these tools, you will easily find the time to do the course, get the coaching, and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or in a leadership role but second-guessing yourself constantly, I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high-achieving women changing the world who want to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfectionism, and insecurity. The result? You get to live your well woman life, a life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. We're back on the Well Woman Show. We're going into superpowers for success on the Well Woman Show with Trish Lopez. And I'm going to ask a few quick questions here. It's kind of a lightning round. The first question is, what does success in life mean to you, Trish? Success for me means harmony in my relationships. If I have to summarize it that into one sort of sentence and a feeling of purpose, pride, peace in what I do for a living outside of those relationships. Yeah, I love that. Okay. And when did you know 
you were really good at what you do. I think what I started to realize, kind of like we were saying earlier in the show, is that I didn't know what my skills were for so long in my life. Like I knew I got along well with people and I knew I could, I just managed life fairly well. You know, I didn't have too many serious problems in my life aside from challenges that we had growing up and, and stuff. But I think I realized, especially when I got into the startup world and being around so many men and so many people, honestly, who come from privilege, that that I I had a skill set that was actually really unique. You know, I, I had been through really serious struggles in my life um, and, and, and had a life experiences that just most people didn't have. And I knew how to communicate a message and, and nobody intimidates me. I don't get intimidated by people. I don't like the way we celebritize so many people in our culture to the point that we put them on this pedestal and suddenly they're above us. And there's no one that I'm afraid to talk to. And so I started realizing that that in itself was one of my gifts, you know, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm very, I, I, I very much, I deliberately try to have those uncomfortable conversations that I know lead to growth, you know, whether it's in my personal relationships or the things that I advocate for, um, standing up for someone else, asking questions. And so one of the things in our society that I feel like happens is, you know, we really prioritize youth and beauty among other things. And I could see as my mom was aging, how poorly we treat older people in our society, how much we isolate them, how much they therefore isolate themselves further, um, how extremely lonely they become, the detriment of this on their emotional health and their physical health. Um, the UK started realizing this some time ago and they, they, they started prioritizing it and putting government money towards this epidemic of loneliness for seniors and the way that you know we condescend to them. Uh, there's so many ills in our society that we can prevent and do things about. And one thing I noticed is that while some people were giving an, a voice to things like sexism and racism and, and all these other ills in our society that we all work to overcome. I, I didn't see that same thing with ageism. You know, I saw the difference in how I was treated versus the way my mom was treated at the grocery store. And and I feel like it's one of the last acceptable forms of prejudice. You know, the way we'll just be like, just talk smack about old people or older people, or, you know, I call them older people. Most people are like elderly, old people. And, and so it's this sort of discrimination and it happens with youth too. I mean, I say I see it with the teen years. Like the reason they love this work is they go from being um, marginalized and underestimated in their day-to-day -day lives often, or not fitting in with their peers. They go from that to being the most valued person in the room. They're respected for their knowledge. They're appreciated for their help. They get immediate gratitude from these older adults that are like, "Thank you. Oh my God. You know, the best story I have is this one where." Terry Thorpe, a client early on, just started crying when she was giving her client feedback review and said, I don't know if you realize the impact this is having. You know, somebody will help us and not yell at us. You welcomed me the moment I walked in. You didn't make me feel stupid or condescended to. I hope you realize what this is doing here for people like me. And it was great because at the time I wasn't charging anyone. I was paying out of pocket to the teenagers to do this. Wow. And it was, it's what kept me going in a very hard time. You know, I started teen years when Kaya, my daughter was two and uh, my relationship with her dad was on the rocks and it was just what I needed to hear to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you really need that feedback in order to, in yeah. order to keep doing the hard stuff. Um, okay. And Trish, can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being so that you can do all the things you do? Oh, good question. Let me think. You have all these good questions, Giovanna. <laughs> Let me think. Um, 
for me, it's prioritizing my family above all else. Um, a lot of people, I think, say that. And I, I, I really, I do that. And, and I see the opportunities in my work life that fall by the wayside because I do that. Mm. And so I think it's, it, it's a, it's, I think it's good for all of us to make a real conscious effort, even writing it down and putting it on your fridge, for example, of what you really prioritize in your life. Because, because we don't always realize how much we're prioritizing work over our family or prioritizing our this person over that person or you know whatever it is. And so if you think to yourself you know, that it balance is a hard thing to come by, at least it is on a day-to-day basis. But overall, if my daughter knows that she is the most important thing in my life, and that work is also important, but work comes after her needs. Mm-hmm. I feel good about myself because I feel like that's, it's truly the most important job I'll ever have is being her mom and raising her to be um, a self-confident, kind, brave person in this world. It's a full-time job. And so even though I have my other job, which is running teen years and, and other stuff I like to do, I really, really prioritize putting my family first. Yeah, I to- I so hear you on that because as as professional women who are also caregivers, whether yeah. it's our our kids or our parents or whoever we're taking care of, uh, it's it's a real challenge. So um, it, it's really important to to prioritize that and then go with it, you know, and not not um, constantly second guess yourself about about what. The priorities yeah. that you've chosen, you know. Yeah, definitely, Jivana. And one thing I think that helps is when you include your loved ones in on that. Like, like I'm really big on including Kaya, even though she's young. I've, I've literally been doing it since she was born. Like, I, I was saying how I sort of process things out loud. Like, I would say to Kaya when I was sleep-deprived and just, like, crying, I'd be like, this isn't about you, kiddo, just so you know. Um, I'm, I'm so sleep-deprived that it's hard for me to see straight. But yeah. you're going to sleep with me tonight. Like, I would just kind of talk to her. And then now, like, I'll say, okay, Kaya, you know that it's, you know that this COVID stuff is hard for everyone. So let's see what we can do today. Mama, Mama needs to get three hours of work in. What can you do while I do that? And it's not going to involve a screen. And so she'll kind of come up with ideas. Like, I can do this and I can do that. And, and then she'll kind of... It's just, it's really, it's cute. And I think if we, same thing with like our partners in life, our romantic partners, our business partners, if we say like, here's my number one goal this week, what is your number one goal? Mm-hmm. Like, how can we help each other get what we need this week? Yeah. It, it can make all the difference. Yeah. Well, I love that because prioritizing, like articulating and prioritizing your needs is, yeah. is, is sort of actually the, the focus of the Well Woman community. So um, it, it's really important to to do that in you know in your daily life, your personal life, your professional life. So, Trish, what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? You may have already touched on this, but I'll ask it anyway. Yeah, I I think that it is that same one I keep coming back to, and that's because it's just now it's so prevalent in my life because now that I recognize it, I use it. Um, and actually, maybe I didn't touch on it. It's it's empathy. Um, I feel like I have empathy for for other people in ways that I, I don't always see other people having it. Like I stop what I'm doing to go do something about it, kind of empathy. Mm. Um, and, and so it can be frustrating, I think, when you're an empathetic person and see people, especially people in leadership roles who don't possess that skill and don't even think that they necessarily need to. Yeah. Um, it, it makes all the difference because that's how... I can relate to what seniors are going through, even though I'm not a senior, or yeah. what my baby girl is going through, even though I'm not a baby anymore. You know, and and 
yeah, just in lots of ways. So I have empathy. Well, I think that's an important leadership trait that is uh, highly underused, and um, it, it's really up to us and and others to kind of lead the way and say, you know, actually, we want this to be part of leadership for the future. Right. And, and this is how, you know, this is how we're going to, this is how we do it. And this is what we expect. Trish, what advice would you give your younger self, say uh, your 25 year old self? Oh my gosh. I've seen Giovanna when people write things like that, or if that question's asked in an interview, and I always wonder what I would say. So I'm just, like, I'm only because you and I are on a clock, I'm going to try to think fast. Um, I think it would be something along the lines of just go for it. This isn't the end of the world. Um, like, for example, I, I really spoke up to a boss once when I worked in the governor's office who I saw mistreating people and, and he was doing it in a very behind the scenes way. And I, I continuously spoke up to him and then got moved all of a sudden <laughs> out of the governor's office. And, but, I, but, but even though I loved the job that I was doing at the time I, and I was saddened that I got moved, I was so glad I stood up to this man because I saw how he, I just saw the, ugh, the ugliness of what he was doing and nobody would ever, and no one ever stood up to him. And so, so there's, so what I want to say is it just like maintain a very, the children should, let me say that again. I would maintain an attitude of, don't worry, whatever this is, it is not going to destroy you. Like it's, mm. you will get through this. And so therefore go with what you want to go with. Say that thing that you want to say. If you always be honest, yes, it may hurt someone in the short term, but oh my goodness, are you doing them a favor in the long term? You know, yeah. in so many ways and yourself. So there's there's not enough that can be said about be honest, be honest, be honest. And so I try to, I try to tell Kaya that with my daughter the same way, like be honest. Yeah. And, uh, and I bet you show it to her too. So yeah. it's, it's important to, to not just tell them, right. It's like, they have to see you do it. Yes. So. And I love it, Giovanna, because I tell her, you, you, you stand up to me, you stand up to everyone, anyone who's making you uncomfortable in your life. Cause I really think we need to teach our, our kids and especially our young girls this, if you are uncomfortable, you say something and that includes me and that includes your dad. And that includes uncle, auntie. If you tell me someone makes you uncomfortable, I'm not going to have you around them again. Like, you know, I, I will do everything I can to help you in that situation. So you have to say something. And then one time she told me, like, you know, like she was arguing with me about a bath. And I was on the phone trying to say, get in the bath. And finally, when I got the phone, I was like, Kaya, why aren't you in the bath? And it's rare that she and I, like, actually argue. You know, I kind of see, she just get each other. And she was like, Mama, listen to me. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> so yeah. proud of her. I was like, why is that? Why? And she was like, because I took a bath last night and you said yesterday I wouldn't have to take one today. And I thought about it and I remembered the conversation because her bath days are usually these certain days. And I was like, I was like, you're right. You're right. And her her body and her soul and her, I swear to you, Giovanna, her whole, her whole, it's like she suddenly glowed. She just looked at me like she just had the biggest boost of her life. And I was like, you're right. I was wrong. I, I told you we'd have to take a bath. And you're absolutely right. Thank you for putting that out. Do you see what I mean? Like you stand up to people if you know you're being treated unfairly. And she just was like, oh, my God, we hugged. It was like both of us started crying. It was really powerful. Yeah, I love that. Okay, two quick questions because we're almost out of time here. Uh, 
One is, do you identify as a feminist? Yes, absolutely. Anything that means equality, I identify. Okay, and last question. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Um, 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 there's a, uh, God, there's so many, Un- Untamed by Glennon Doyle Melton. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah. uh, I think her name may have changed. Name may have changed after divorce. Uh, that's still in my audiobook collection. And and I have to say, I'm one of those people that I buy every book in the world that inspires me. And do I ever get a chance to finish reading it? Rarely, <laughs> rarely. But I listen to it as much as I can on audio. And then Kaya and I are reading the fourth Harry Potter book. Oh, I love it. Okay. All right. Trish Lopez, it's been so great having you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.